Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Always tomorrow. Courage, it would seem, is nothing less than the power to overcome danger, misfortune, fear, injustice, while continuing to affirm inwardly that life with all its sorrows is good, that everything is meaningful even if in a sense beyond our understanding, and that there is always tomorrow. Dorothy Thompson. Resist the temptation to either focus on what is not going well or on what is. It may be a function of human nature to attend mostly to the negative or to the positive, depending on one's personality, but you understand that this is not a simple matter of choice or personal preference. The key to success is seeing that neither focusing on the positive nor on the negative is advisable. At a more fundamental level, the reality is that things are continuously transitioning from a past state to a future state. Your primary responsibility is to affect the transition so as to actualize the desired future state. To do this, the task is to reduce and eliminate the disparity between the present and future states, without redefining or compromising the desired future state. Your focus then needs to be on the cluster of elements that affect the future state either as contributors or as detractors, understanding that neither is more or less important than the other. Focus must be on the gestalt. All the more. Respect a man, and he will do all the more, John Wooden. Demonstrate your respect for and pleasure with the successes and accomplishments of other people. The key here is twofold. You respect the achievements of others and actively demonstrate that respect and the pleasure you experience when they do well. Respect in this context includes holding the other person and the action or accomplishment in high esteem, feeling delighted, and actively expressing approval. expectations. A master can tell you what he expects of you. A teacher, though, awakens your own expectations, Patricia Neal. Expecting others to do as well as they sometimes do is both unreasonable and counterproductive. It's like a 12-year-old hitting a home run and then being told, I knew you could do it. Now let's have another one. You are a home run hitter. The problem is, of course, that there won't be a home run every time and now a single a substandard performance. The unspoken or perhaps spoken messages, you aren't giving it your best effort. You should have gotten a home run. This applies to a salesperson making an unusually big sale, a scientist making a new discovery, a team winning the big game, and so on but also applies to less consequential events and activities. It's appropriate to expect excellent performance but you know that expecting exceptional or perfect performance every time is a sure way to demoralize and frustrate any person. Pointing at himself. When a man points a finger at someone else, he should remember that four of his fingers are pointing at himself, Louis Neiser. You know to deal with people and problems directly and assertively. However, you also know that many people in positions of authority like pointing out that they always place the blame squarely on the person who did not get the job done. This is, from your point of view, a sure sign that the person in authority knows nothing about people. When a job doesn't get done or doesn't get done as well as expected, it's obvious that someone didn't get the job done. 
It's also frequently easy to see who didn't get it done. At that point, the authority junkie is quick to point a finger, the job didn't get done and you are the one who didn't get it done. Here is the glitch. The authority junkie's approach usually appears to work. The problem doesn't recur, performance improves, the job gets done the next time. At the same time, people become more cautious, less creative, and more concerned about avoiding the authority junkie's ire than in developing better ways to do the job and continuously improving their performance. Good enough becomes the standard, good enough to avoid the pointing finger of the authority junkie. For you, the alternative to blaming and finger pointing is automatic. This is disappointing. You must be at least as frustrated as I am about it. Can we see if we can figure out how to get a better outcome next time? What would help? How can I help? Sure, enough is enough at times, even for you. People need to be held accountable and deal with the consequences of poor performance. The point is that this is a down-the-road eventuality and never where you start. Uncongenial tone? One often contradicts an opinion when what is uncongenial is really the tone in which it was conveyed, Friedrich Nietzsche. Some people have a short fuse, are highly reactive, and are ready to go to war over anything. At other times, people are tired, frustrated, anxious, stressed, and atypically touchy and contentious. Either way, you conscientiously manage your interactions, emotions, reactions, and behavior in ways that minimize conflict, animosity, and contentiousness. This doesn't mean that you hold back, equivocate, or are reluctant to pursue your point of view, opinion, or expectation. To the contrary, you are always assertive, clear, and forthcoming. The point here is that conflicts and disagreements are managed as negotiations and not as arguments and battles. Confrontation and power games are seldom the best choice for resolving friction points and personality clashes. You have far better and more effective tools at hand and take care to use them instead of resorting to emotionally charged war games. Calmness of mind. The more tranquil a man becomes, the greater is his success, his influence, his power for good. Calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. James Allen. Project a calm, conciliatory demeanor, avoiding any tendency to be harsh or abrasive, even when confronted by animosity or hostility from others. At the same time, present an aura of firmness, control, and self-confidence. You are self-contained, neither intruding into the personal space of others nor permitting others to intrude uninvited into yours, thereby letting you process reality without interference or emotional clutter. Who you are? Assertiveness is not what you do, it's who you are, Cal Lemon. Don't let people take advantage of you. The issue here is twofold. First, an unfortunate element of human nature is that letting people take advantage of you encourages them to repeat the behavior in the future. The more people take advantage of you, the more people will take advantage of you. Second, being taken advantage of evokes anger, frustration, resentment, and related energy-draining emotions and feelings. Along with being unpleasant, these emotions and feelings are unproductive, and divert attention and energy from cognitive processes, and especially from intuitive processes. 
The manifest cost of being taken advantage of is apparent, but the hidden cost to one's intuitive capacity is even more disabling. For you, the bill associated with letting people take advantage is quite simply too high. Unwilling to argue. The devil can cite scripture for his purpose. William Shakespeare. Simply be unwilling to argue. Do you know that people who argue with anyone, anywhere, at any time are attempting to manipulate and control others by confusing them, wearing them down, and by emotionally and intellectually overpowering them? Alternatively, you consciously present your thoughts, perceptions, intentions, or point of view and stop. You listen, and consider what the other person is saying, adjust your ideas and plans, as you think is appropriate, but then stop. If the other person wants to pursue the issue, they must do so without your further participation. Music by Kevin McLeod.